On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are continuing our coverage of Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 by talking about Hidden Inventory Part 4. Right after these ads, we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I'm Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. And Jujutsu Kaisen continues. We have one more episode next week of Gojo's Past. And they finally fulfilled my request of not doing a freaking time skip and just picking up right where they left off. I knew well, you were going to be excited that. about that. I, I opened thank the episode and I was just like, oh, okay, Zuhair is getting his wish. We can actually see everything that happened. Huzzah. Was that so difficult? I do not work as hard as I do to have my brain that tangled by the time I get to anime. So I mean, thank it's you funny for doing this simple. You say no time skip, but there was still kind of one like in the middle. Not really. They didn't go back and forth. Like everything just continued i i guess okay i suppose it wasn't chronological order but there's still yes that's all i asked for <laughs> <laughs> your brain on works on basis you can do it every now and one then track. this is when you need a consistent basis <laughs> i'm surprised at this point the number of shows and movies and everything else dealing with the multiverse and time travel that you are not just fully engrossed in it at this point because i i feel like at this point children are so I accustomed to it we my... had it in light year I have made my despise for time travel stuff and multiverse stuff very clear since Endgame. I was pissed at it in Lightyear. I was mad when they were doing a Flashpoint. I've been so frustrated with the MCU and all this, especially with running fantasy and how the points and everything work. Oh my god, every year there's something that just makes my job so much more difficult. Oh yes, well, you running a fantasy Marvel League, I don't even know what to call it, just like you have created issues for yourself that no one else needs to ever worry about. Like what version of a character actually matters. Feige has caused issues for me. This was a very well oiled game when it was first created. Uh, eh. In Feige, we trust. I don't don't know about the, the rest of these shenanigans. Yeah. Too much multiverse. Give us good one universe storytelling. I don't think it's that hard to do. I mean, but yes, I've made it very clear in all of my fandoms that I'm tired of this nonsense. All right. Star Wars, do your stuff. Time travel is up. (laughs) No, (laughs) I will destroy all those galaxies. I will just take a Death Star and just F up everything if I have to. I mean, with time travel, you could take a Death Star at any time and just screw it all up. So. Fine, I'll be the last one to do it then. (laughs) I'll do it so no one else can. If any of you out there have any great time travel anime, please write in and request that we cover them on the show at some point just so that we could drag Zuhair through the mud on this. No. I will find (laughs) all the Infinity Stones while riding my Death Star just to snap away any concept of time travel. Sorry, Back to the Future. You will cease to exist. Wait. Back to the Future was bullshit? Okay, we've gone way off the rails. <laughs> We're here for Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, I kind of suddenly just had a yeah. How'd you feel realizing of what was going on? I felt. I mean, I felt fine about the episode. It was it was super gripping and interesting, but like it felt short. Like so much happened 
that it felt like nothing happened. It felt like it was like 10 minutes that I was staring at my laptop. I was like, wait, wait, what else is happening? What's next? Give me more. Because like the action stuff is good when it's there and it's like animation wise, it's super satisfying to watch. Oh my God, did I love the way the piano was used in the beginning action sequence and then in the closing like sadder sequence. That was messy piano and I loved it because it was messy characters fighting each other. But in terms of storytelling, it's like, okay, the seeds that they planted in season one, like they're coming to fruition a little bit. So we're getting answers to some things or more details to some things, but I don't know. Still just, I'm just not as fulfilled as I thought I would be. Yeah. I think, I think there's more to it. I think this was, this had the promise of being the best episode of the season so far. And I think it's just a reminder of how much you and I like gripping storytelling as opposed to just action sequences, because we got great action sequences, but we missed the storytelling that had been going on up to this point. So still a fantastic entry still like top tier in so many ways but like i wanted more <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll see what happens when this flashback sequence is over and where this is all leading to because obviously like there has to be a reason that they're showing all this right like tengen is a, obviously important and we need to see what's going on in modern timeline for that and if gato knowing as much as he knows about tengen is trying to plot something to acquire his powers or abilities or services in some way yeah there, there's some questions that i have of things that i can't remember whether or not we know and i'll wait until after the synopsis to ask them for spoilers because i think up to this point we've been pretty good for the listeners about like hey you know hang out with us for the first little bit and then go watch the episode and come back but yeah i think there's there's a lot of things that are pointing toward okay what does the back half of the season have to hold it's not even a back half. Like we're comparing five episodes to eighteen episodes. Yeah. Are are we sure that the next episode is still flashback? By the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the next five one. And 18. Well, the next one is not called Hidden Inventory. That's the reason I ask. Oh. So I assumed it would be Hidden Inventory one two three four five. I believe the little sting at the end was like next episode. Blah blah blah. Is well, not Hidden the... Inventory five. So. The arcs are called Hidden Inventory slash da 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 arc. And I think I'm not, not going to say the word in case I'm da da was the next episode. I might be wrong, but no, I, you're right. That's the name of next week's episode. But I guess like a whole arc is just being put into that one episode. As Mr. Burns would say, interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it says that it's two arcs, but from what I was told that it's still prequel well either way that's a next week question we still have this week's episode to talk about yeah and before we talk about it we're going to talk to you about liquid iv and staying hydrated because good lord is it hot as hell outside work has been super difficult i am melting my butt off any day that i have a huge house to photograph with drone and video is very, very difficult, and I'm very, very drenched. It looks like I showered every time I walk into a house after being outside for a little bit. And liquid IV is the only thing that gets me through the day. It helps with the headaches. It helps, you know, fill up when I think that I'm hungry, but my body's actually yelling at me that I'm dehydrated. And it tastes amazing. So having that flavor throughout the day really helps the day go by smoother. Yeah, I 
since having tried the product at the request of Zuhair, I cannot say enough that like it gets you through the day. This past weekend, I was I spent like 10 hours on the beach. It was the aerospace games, hanging out with a bunch of nerds, playing volleyball, soccer, ultimate frisbee, everything you could imagine under the sun on the sand. So it is like absolutely exhausting. And I don't know if I would have made it through without having liquid IV on my side. I like just water alone may not have kept me hydrated because, you know, you're getting that two times hydration that they advertise. You're getting three times, three times. I apologize. Three, three times the electric lights hydrates you two times as fast. I have some of my facts, right? I promise. But yeah, that with the vitamins, everything else, it, it not only tasted good, but it was like this made it so that I was not passing out. I didn't, you know, die in the sun with the sunburn. I'm a pasty white boy. It's going to drain everything out of me. So it totally did its job th this weekend while I was at the games. What did I say? I have desert born skin and I still got burnt. And that's a good testament of how hot it's been. <laughs> Yes, it's hot across the country. Stay hydrated, stay safe, because it is like the hottest time on record. And Liquid IV is 100% the way to do it. One stick in 12, uh, in 16 ounces of water gets you that two times hydration more efficiently than water alone. 12 delicious flavors, which I'm so excited that I can finally start trying because of uh, everything that they've done for us. Containing the five essential vitamins, B3, 5, 6, 12, and vitamin C three times the electrolyte of other sports drinks with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free from gluten, dairy, soy. It's fantastic. And Liquid IV believes in being in equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. And on top of the 12 delicious flavors that they already include, now they have three sugar-free options as well, which one of our listeners was very excited to hear about. And we had another listener write in just to tell us how much they love the sleep version, because right before bedtime, you can just whip out one of those packets. And if you're having trouble sleeping, then it just helps you snooze quicker. With the stress so. loop. <laughs> <laughs> So with all that, what are you waiting for? Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use code STAYWELLM to check out. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code STAYWELLM at liquidiv.com. I really hope people enjoy the fact that we are ad-libbing those things the entire time that we have not gotten to the point of pre-recording. So you get those beautiful moments of us just laughing at each other. Yeah, that's that's the fun of it. <laughs> that's the fun of it. Every also, time I think that we need to do a pre-recording, it's just kind of like, nah, this is still entertaining. There's something genuine about, you know, hearing it happen in the moment, knowing that we are actually talking about these products and catching each other off guard. Jokes about yeah. pasty white boy and desert skin. <laughs> like I said, I've been using this thing for years now. So the fact that I have like different scenarios and when they always come handy and the amount of people that react is like, oh, you got some liquid IVs on you? Like... The stuff gets around. Got that thing on you. And you can get it around for 20% off using Code Stay Well. Woo! We love uh, all these brands for supporting us. And thank you for supporting the brands that support us. Without further ado, after my little hydration break that I took here, we'll get into the synopsis so we can get into this episode. Hidden Inventory, Part 4. 
Ghetto uses his cursed spirits to fight Toji in revenge for Gojo and Riko's deaths, but Toji is able to dodge and counteract each attack. He also explains the process behind how he was able to hide his own cursed spirit and infiltrate into the lair. Ghetto attempts to absorb Toji's cursed spirit, but fails, allowing Toji to defeat him, leaving him barely alive. Toji takes Riko's corpse to the Time Vessel Association, where the representative explains how their group has evolved over the years and their obsession with Tengen. As he starts to leave, Toji is confronted by Gojo, who survived their encounter by using reversed curse technique to heal himself. Experiencing a high while on the verge of insanity, Gojo is able to easily fight back against everything Toji throws at him, activating special applications of his limitless ability. Toji's left side of the body is blown apart as he succumbs to his wounds. He reveals to Gojo that his son Megumu will be sold to the Z Zenin clan in a few years. Ghetto, who was healed by Shoko, rushes to the church to find Gojo carrying Riko's body, asking if they should kill all the non-sorcerer cultists present. Ghetto says no, but this thought continues to linger through his head. Gojo's a freaking goat. The way that he came out just like a freaking psychopath after figuring out how to heal himself, how to unlock his new ability, he's just like, I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> I mean, you've literally seen death. Like, you were on the brink. You knew that it was all over. You've gone through every possible bit of remorse that you can and then you come back oh yeah you're gonna be high on life that is for sure but to actually see our hero not like a villain ooh, that's that's sociopathic yeah and the way that toji was missing the side of his body he's just like swiping his hand through like trying to find out where it went i was just like jesus this is dark it's awesome when it's dark yeah, yeah, that was something like they showed the hole starting at the building and I you just slowly figured out at some point in the camera pan process where it was going and God was it was it something else to see but yeah so my question since we're already here at the end of the episode did we know that Gojo killed Toji? I didn't know that. Okay, well, it was one of those I can't remember because that may be part of the effect that this all plays is does Megami know that his teacher has killed his father? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if that's one of the things that's going to be a factor in like the current timeline of events. I think it's an interesting factor. I don't know how much weight it's actually going to carry because there is this very honest feeling of does Megami care about his father or is his father stereotypical anime deadbeat dad i don't know because like because of the way that his father was kicked out of the clan and megumin's resentment of rejoining despite like how much they actually want him to be a part of it he might just be like like nostru you kicked out my dad like i'm keeping the fugashiro name and i don't want anything to do with you like he's cousins with Maki, Maki and Mai, and is still just yes. like, yeah, no, I'm not sharing the name as you. And Maki yeah. totally respects it. For some reason, I do feel like we know something about, like, Gojo. Didn't Gojo stop him from joining the clan or something along those lines? He basically said, F you clan, like, he's staying with me. Yeah, that that's what I thought. So like the elder like, was just yelling at him while Gojo was just being Gojo. There's that little bit of Gojo as a savior, so I think... I think there's got to be some 
layer to it. It's just a question of how many layers, how deeply do we peel back this onion to really yeah. get to the, the heart of the emotion. But like, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting thing of it's a prequel. So we know certain characters aren't going to die, but it's always the question of the characters that we don't know the fate of and how mm -hmm. things are actually going to play out because, Oh, that one, that was crazy. That was just as crazy of a feeling to see as it was to see Rico's death. Very different emotions, but still a crazy gut punch. Yeah. Even if Megumi doesn't know that Gojo Koda's dead, I don't see that being like a big factor for him. Like, he'll just be like, Oh, okay. That's cool to know. Let's go on with life. Yeah, I mean, time, he was a time. cool villain, though. He was a top tier villain. Oh yeah, it was such a like interesting thing. And for starters, I love the fact that the show gave villains a reason to monologue. The whole like, if you explain, then your thing is more powerful. It's like, okay, now I can accept why you're monologuing this whole time as opposed to attacking. But yeah, just the way that he had that cat and mouse interaction of explaining mm. how he had gotten through, because those were questions that I forgot that I needed to ask because of the way that they can detect cursed users and cursed objects, but not people without cursed energy. So there's so many little intricacies that they saved me from asking the questions, even though I should have been, explained them in the most perfect BA villain monologue that you could imagine, and then just led to an epic fight scene. Also, you're so traumatized by Rico's death that it was like... That gunshot. The fact that he was just using a gun. Like, it wasn't a cursed gun. It was a gun. Like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I like that he's using weapons and tools that we've seen in the modern timeline. And what Jillian actually posted out. I'm just going to name drop her because she doesn't set her in feedback. She just texts me directly, which honestly I'm just fine with at this point. So the worm that Toji carries around, Gato had that when he was in the final fight because that was the thing that came out and like spit out the the staff, the chain staff that he was using in the movie. Oh, okay. so she pointed that out, and she pointed out what was the other thing? Because that that cursed spirit, we saw that at the end of this episode, crawling up to him and. It said mommy, mm -hmm. if I remember yeah. correctly. Hold <laughs> and, me, mommy. Yeah, that, that was a very like, okay, he's going to absorb, but what is the repercussion of it? Oh, just intricate writing, top tier, because it would have taken me way too long to figure that out because I'm so scared to Google anything <laughs> for this show. Another episode that would have benefited from a Juju stroll. <laughs> oh, what? She's been mad that these episodes haven't had Juju strolls, like the end of all the episodes in season one did oh yes those like little tidbits that anime do afterwards they're so adorable you're gonna laugh way too hard i just opened my messages to see because she texted me something about jujutsu kaisen too but it was the same thing but she just texted me liquid iv in the mail today with a picture yep. of all of her boxes so i got that same one <laughs> yeah i was about to say what 10 minutes ago so shout out to you and shout out to liquid iv fantastic all of our listeners should partake but she, she has been nothing but a supply of knowledge because he's good stay wound <laughs> yeah but the entirety of the time vessel association i did not expect them to play a part in the season 
Like they, it, they seem like write-off villains that weren't actually going to have anything to come to pass. So that know there that they another one that I'm wondering is if it's going to pop up in the current timeline. I I don't know. I don't know because I don't know if there are going to be any of them left alive to come back in this season. See, and this is where like the flashbacks of how Gato leaves is so intriguing like what because gojo's still like i'm supreme and that's the end of it and gato's like i don't think we should kill these people like little people's lives still matter there's no point in wiping them out so it's like is it like even in our synopsis it says but this thought continues to linger through his head like is this what's making him change his mind yeah is the love for that gojo had for rico what's changing his mind i think gojo is just insane that's happening but even yeah, choji said he was just kind of like hi you guys let a little monkey you know wipe you out like this and Gato's the one that always calls humans filthy monkeys yeah this it feels like this is the start of a breaking point wherein gojo is on the opposite side of what we've seen him where he's just like i'm ready to kill people let let's do this and maybe he's going to learn to rein in his power from gito and that's part of their relationship but the fact that it looked like he was about ready to snap as well i don't know because if we talk about stereotypical character motifs and color theory red is bad blue is good at the end of this episode when we had that split screen fisheye, which was a beautiful shot, by the way, mm-hmm. you had Gojo in the red and Gato in the blue. There's so much symbolism going on there, but as well as is this how we're going to get some form of purple similar to Gojo's technique where the two colors come together, clash in some sort of way, create some huge destructive energy like, oh, there's so many layers to how this actually breaks down. I'm still laughing at last week's episode. We was like, oh, that didn't work. Who? Who? Would Gojo, when he was like monologuing about like his superpower and then just like nothing happened. So he just went and kicked him. Oh, yeah. He's still very much learning. But that. Gato's display of his powers is really cool. Like how he like held up his hand like a gun and he was just like shooting demons at him. And then they were squids. They were squid demons. Like he let out the dragon and the mummified dude, but it's like, we were so fixated on the dragon that when the mummified dude like came up and like used the, the limited expansion, I was like, Ooh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I thought Tengen was popping up for a second, but Nope, we got another curse spirit. Yeah. That spirit was very felt like an homage to, and I can't think of like the horror movies that it would be, but basically like the creepy one down the hallway with the scissors, like, ready Mm. to slit the throat or cut the ear off in this case but it was such a just when you're reminded that these are demonic curses and legends told like to children in this world it makes a whole lot more sense like you're reminded that they should be this creepy force of Mm -hmm. nature as opposed to just these weird amalgamations of monsters you're like people actually have to deal with this this could be its own horror movie on the side would totally be a great horror anime just like the demons of jujutsu world but yeah that that was also not serious creepy in the most perfect way yeah yeah good stuff this might be my second favorite episode so far 
yeah, I know I said at the top it might have been one of the weakest, but it was still like favorable in terms of what it gave us. Just like weakest in terms of overall story. And I'm sure that's because they're putting the pieces in place to blow the story up in this final episode next week. Yeah. And the way that they plant seeds, they could very well in the next episode, like, not even show this interaction with Gato leaving. Oh, there's so, like, yeah, they they plant seeds in a way that I don't know what's coming. And I think that's why I love this show is because you don't know what's coming around the corner. But, like, they could have set up the entirety of what's going to happen in this next episode in front of our faces. And I would have no idea and I'd be blown away and it'd be crazy. But yeah, there's so many moving pieces, such an intricate story. And I, I wish I had the wherewithal to give more insights to it, but instead I'm just like, cool fight was cool, man. This is yeah, awesome. That's, that's all I have to say too. I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know if I have too much to add to this. How, how did you feel about the animation this episode? Um, I, I want to say the music was phenomenal. You already called it out, and it was the one thing I had like written on the piece of paper, besides Gojo being a god, was that the music was just phenomenal in both the opening and the closing scenes. But how did you feel about the animation? I mean, it definitely met the standard that I had for this show. Like The facial expressions on all of them was awesome. The hatred in Gato, the amount of fun that Toji was having, how freaking psychotic Gojo is. Like, yeah. the expressions alone, the action, the movement. There was a couple of times where it's like, I couldn't tell what was going on with the dragon because it would hit something, then disappear, then pop back. I was like, do you have a few dragons, or is this one keep dying? Yeah, there, there are a couple points where I was getting confused, but, you know, me, I'm a sword, a sword guy and just bladed weapon guy, so seeing him switch between the weapons and the way that he uses them and stuff like that was really fascinating, so... Yeah, in terms of movement, I think facial expressions was probably the best part of the animation as a whole, but I was pretty happy with the action sequences. Okay, I'm just curious, because I feel like it was still it was still fantastic in terms of all the animation. It was at a consistent quality this week, which I know is what we talked about last week, but it still doesn't feel map. Like, I don't know why, if it's the different director this season, like we talked about, or if they're attempting to take it in a different direction. But when we talked about how over-the-top Chainsaw Man and Attack on Titan Season 4, Part 2, Part 17 was, they were so flawless and over-the-top and insane. And this just feels like grounded animation. It's still great. And like you said, facial expressions, fantastic. Line art crisp as could be across the board on a lot of different things but it doesn't feel mappa and i don't know if that's why i'm like i still need to ask the question and check in and be like are we all good with the animation this season here's the thing like i like that it's getting more grounded because the first episode didn't feel like season one and i love the animation style that's in season one i felt like they were going too over the top and that was what was frustrating me a little bit because okay. I have this standard of season one, and I think there's a lot of things that are trying too hard to go over the top. Like Demon Slayer does a good job at it because there's a good like synergy, there's consistency. And Chainsaw Man is like consistent with being over the top. So it's like I expect that to them, but it's like because I have the standard of well flow, clean animation from season one. Now that it's going Mappa over the top, I want them to dial it back, if that makes sense. 
I think I get where you're going, and I, I think it's totally fair. It's not, it's not a complaint. It's it's yeah. really just at the end of the day an observation because yeah. I still absolutely adore it. I couldn't do this. It's better than what we grew up with by a huge margin. Like animation has come so far in so many years. Like this is better than average because like I know we've been watching a ton of anime on the side. I think Jay Scotty. What did he say he started? It was something. Futurama. Oh, he started Futurama. He oh, also no. started uh, Licorice Recoil. Animation. Which I hadn't even heard of that. That was, yeah, hey, so you, I was, you I was heard of Licorice Recoil. I'm Hang gonna, on. I'm going to share this with everybody. Uh, I was I was teasing Scoots because we saw that Harley Quinn season four was coming out like today. Yeah. Today what or is tomorrow. Today? Jeez, um. It's Thursday as we're recording this. So his thought of that was coming out today, and I hadn't even watched the Valentine's special yet, because I kind of needed a break from Harley Quinn after that last season. And he called me out, and he was like, you're slacking. And I was like, how's your anime view going? Because I'm watching like five a week that are coming out weekly. <laughs> oof. Big oof. <laughs> called out when he's not even on the cast. <laughs> well, I'm going to call you out now, because you're sitting here like, I haven't even heard of Licorice Recoil. Licorice Recoil was one of the ones that I talked about at the New Year or no, it was when I came back from like one of my breaks and I had a ton to talk about. And I said it was one of the best anim- anime that came out last year and like no one was talking about it. It was a fantastic show across the board, in my opinion. And it won the Crunchyroll Award for best original anime. It's not based on a manga. And so I was talking long about it during one of my anime minutes. And I was like, you guys got to go watch this. So I was happy Scoots did. And the fact that you don't remember... That, that them's them's words that I say too many of. I am not offended because again, I am watching four shows. That yeah, yes, you are watching a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, one long... of which I'm going to have a super fan come on to talk about after the season is over. So I'm very excited for that. Ooh, spoil or teasing, not spoilers. Always <laughs> leave them wanting more. But the long and short of why we're talking about different anime, I remembered where my point was going is I have been watching so many things, whether it be Licorice Recoil, or I, I watched a bunch of romance animes recently with my partner. We watched Tomochan as a Girl and My Dress Up Darling. And those shows are animated beautifully, like almost to the level of like Black Clover and some of these other things. And I'm just like, why are they so beautiful? And then you realize that's the baseline these days, that some of these random romance slice of life animes have a, a super high baseline that I'm just so not used to. And then you watch something like Jujutsu Kaisen and you still remember, nope, Mappa's above that baseline. They are doing a phenomenal job compared to these other slice of life and regular ones that still look beautiful in their own right. But it just, again, we're spoiled with things like Demon Slayer and Attack of Titan. And it just the spectrum has moved up an entire rung in the ladder. So at the end of all of it, it's an observation. They still deserve a ton of credit for what they do. You know, Attack on Titan was another one where I kind of missed Wit Studio. You see, I do actually agree that I think Wit did a lot of things better, but I think MAPPA for the scale of having that many Titans on screen has been the right call. I don't. They do a I, lot more with the 3D stuff. I was about to say, I don't think Wit could have pulled off what MAPPA has done with it. But it's also the great example of I think we're going to be comparing a lot when it comes down to it is um, 
when One Punch Man season three comes out because Mappa's taking over for that, and I've seen a bunch of manga panels that it's wild. supposed to be way over the top. So, what direction are they going with it? Are they going this? Hey, we brought in a new studio to do a ton of cool 3D stuff, or is it going to be more like this, where it's like, hey, we just brought in a new studio because they are workhorses? I'm going to watch One Punch Man season two. Yes, that's. We'll probably have to do a bunch of One Punch Man watching and talking leading up to that, because I don't even know when that comes out. We are spoiled and drowning in anime and drowning in animation. We have Harley Quinn that we mentioned. Futurama's come out. There's so much stuff to look forward to right now. Mm. And Zoom's come out this year. Oh, are you doing the frantic goog to try and... Oh, uh, late 2023 or early 2024. Okay. Man, that's going to overlap with our uh, Spy Family schedule. I don't know. I'll take Spy Family. Oh, yeah. I'll always take Spy Family. We may be an action podcast. Eek and to- Spy Family toes the line just enough. God, the meme of her staring down Gojo and the only text bubble saying domain expansion. I lost it. That was so funny. I love the memes that are Anya hanging out with uh, Sakuna because, oh, like, yeah. that, oh, she can read his mind. Lot. Yeah, because like she could read his mind. She would theoretically be able to just jump in his head and like hang out with the demon boss, and that's hilarious to me. Filthy mortal. That's the one thing that I am so excited for season two, or the remainder of season two of Jujutsu Kaisen, is to have more like Sakuna comes back. And we find out like what's actually happening happening with Itadori now that he's eaten another finger. Like, oh, it, it, it's only gonna go up from here. The ramp is on, and we are hurtling toward what feels like an inevitable showdown of some kind. But I don't know what. Yeah, especially with how much rad. Like people cannot contain themselves and how excited they are for this Shibuya arc because apparently it's batshit crazy. Yeah, so. I've never. I don't know about you. I don't think I've ever seen manga fans freak out quite as much for like, we can't wait for anime fans to see this thing. Because mm. even when we had like My Hero Season 6, which the manga fans knew was going to get dark and crazy, they weren't as like foaming at the mouth, people need to see this, yeah. as I feel like JJK fans have been with the manga. Yeah. Yeah, like there's some stuff about Attack on Titan that I'm not going to say anything in case people don't want to be influenced. But aside from that, yeah, I don't think people have flipped out as much over arc as they have for this. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see uh, next week with what is possibly the end of this arc and the start of the Foam at the Mouth arc. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, anything you want to plug? No, I uh, I don't think I have anything else going on. I won't be here next week, listeners, so Zuhair may be flying solo unless someone comes to his rescue. Um, we'll see what that's looking like, but I'll be out hanging on a beach with both of our sponsors because I those are the only things packed in my suitcase right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I took the Blencha to the beach last week, and that was a fantastic call. Yes, in the next sponsor segment where I 
am being paid to talk about that, you're going to hear all about it, but I'm just going to tease you with the fact that it's packed in the suitcase. I'm going to wait two weeks for that. Bum, bum, bum. How about yourself? Anything else going on in the podcasting multimedia world that is Zuhair Ali? Yeah, so I actually got to join on a on my favorite fan run commanders podcast at one point we had like 12 people on at the show while giving our impressions of training camp and the players coming in so check out that extravaganza episode of the commanders declassified podcast it was super fun being on there big shout out to them also got to give a lot of shout out to 323 with reed murphy football season is starting back up and your boy is super excited also 12 people on a podcast 12 people on a podcast it sounds like both chaos to talk on, chaos to listen to, and chaos to edit. Whoever had to edit that is a saint. And I, I don't mean, even edit. I mean, it's they kind of have the same thing on StreamYard that we do on Zencaster, where just lines everything up and puts it together. And as long as there's no big whoopsie daisies, it's just kind of good to go. Whoopsie daisies? We wouldn't know anything about those live on the air. Yeah, we're perfect and just act stupid when we come across as not i don't even think you need to say when it's just act stupid you can stop there yeah, that's true. <laughs> you had me at dum dum <laughs> all right y'all right. check out the socials follow the socials interact with the socials reach out to us we love talking to you guys keep sending us the funny reels and memes and stuff on the instagram it's definitely entertaining give us some more story content and uh, we will talk to you all soon. So be sure to tune in next time. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. And until next time, dum-dum, muscle-muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. <laughs>